Sometimes life can feel like one big project, constantly trying to put the pieces together. What if I told you it's okay to be a mess? Life is a journey and we must transform ourselves into who we want to become. We start by knowing who we are and with the relentless pursuits of our passion and purpose. How did I do it? With a lot of help from my friends. And we'll talk about all of that right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Project. We become who we're meant to become, not because of our trials, but because of our response to them. Nicole Turner, aka The Butterfly, said that. And today on The Beautiful Butterfly Project, I welcome a dear friend, the dynamic Tiffany Hill. And she's going to share with us how she exactly did that, overcame. A strong woman is one who feels deeply and loves fiercely. Her tears flow as abundantly as her laughter. A strong woman is both soft and powerful. She is both practical and spiritual. A strong woman in her essence is a gift to the world. Ritu Gattare said this. And on the Beautiful Butterfly Project, we will discuss all things strong, practical, and spiritual with our dynamic guest, the beautiful Tiffany Hill. And we'll do that all right here in just a few moments on the Beautiful Butterfly Project. Tiffany Hill is an attorney, author, speaker, and filmmaker. Tiffany utilizes her legal expertise as an advocate for increased awareness surrounding the issue of domestic violence. She is an author of Authentic Me, a story of strength, perseverance, and faith, wherein she shares her deeply personal and moving story as a survivor of an emotionally and physically abusive marriage. Her second publication, Authentic Me, Part 2, The Forgiveness Journey, is a workbook designed to use journaling as a tool to process life experience and move towards healing. Tiffany is also executive producer of The Last Time, a film project aimed at educating and empowering domestic abuse survivors. As a passionate advocate and mentor, Tiffany collaborated with the National Service Organization to develop the Young Women's Empowerment Institute for Emerging Leaders. She also hosts Authentic Conversations, a podcast which delivers motivational content on such topics as self-worth, parenting, professional development, emotional and spiritual health. Tiffany earned her Juris Doctorate and Bachelor of Civil Law degrees from the Louisiana State University and is licensed to practice employment law in Louisiana, Ohio, and Oklahoma. And if that wasn't enough, she is the beautiful dynamic mother to the three T's, Tyler, Trent, and Tanner. The Beautiful Butterfly Project welcomes Tiffany Hill to the show. How are you, Tiffany? Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, I'm so, so happy to finally get to speak with you. I know we were supposed to be scheduled earlier this year, but then I had some life experiences happen and I'm so glad that you were gracious enough to reschedule. So I gave a little introduction about who Tiffany Hill is. Why don't you tell who I dubbed the Butterfly Nation a little bit more about you? Well, hello to the Butterfly Nation. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm so happy. I, I love Nicole. And so it's always an honor to be able to talk to her and, and share and just collaborate. Like I love women being able to get together and have these kinds of conversations. So again, I'm Tiffany Hill. I am professionally an attorney. I'm practicing currently consumer law litigation and also doing a lot of transactional law for 
business clients and entrepreneurs who are starting new businesses, and then some employment law, um, as Nicole shared that graciously in my bio. So that's who I am uh, professionally. And then, of course, personally, as we all are, we're juggling many other hats. <laughs> so I am a mom to three boys, which is also a full-time job. I am very passionate about filmmaking and entertainment. So I do a lot of that as well. And then just as we all are, just trying to balance this new era of life that we're in with COVID and other health things and just making sure that I stay motivated and encouraged. So again, that's why it's a pleasure to be here, receive this positive energy from your hosts and share with the Butterfly Nation. That's just so amazing. And just to be perfectly transparent, um, we have known each other a little while and um, met you years ago when uh, we were both living in, in Auburn. And so just knowing you and just having this opportunity to speak with you, I've, you know, shared with you a little bit about my journey, but all of us have that one experience that shapes us into who we presently are in this moment. Could you share with us what was that moment for you, that one cathartic moment? Yes, absolutely. So I've had, I think I've had several of those moments and, you know, (laughs) happen and you continue to go through things. And there are many things, you know, that we can attribute to what shapes us into who we are. And so I guess I would say, you know, there have been some losses that I've had in my life of close family members that that always helps me to understand and appreciate the value of time and being intentional with who I spend my time with and how I'm living and walking in my purpose. There have been some accomplishments, you know, that also define us and things that that I've accomplished in life that I'm proud of that have been defining moments for me. And then personally, a few years ago, I went through a divorce and domestic violence experience. And that, you know, I I think on the journey of life, we all go through something, you know, and and that's one of the things as in who I am. I try to remember that when I'm dealing with people that Mm -hmm. we never know behind that smile or what they're going through in that day. And so for me, that was definitely a defining moment and not so much even the divorce, but just the resulting state that I found myself in because of all the things that I was going through with having young kids and custody battles Mm. and things like that. And so it became Mm. a moment for me that was the lowest point as far as how I was feeling mentally and Mm -hmm. recognizing and understanding that I went through depression because I think when I was in that, I didn't realize it. And so I started Mm. being very intentional about therapy and the friendships that I have. And for our listeners, I think it's important. One of the things that helped me through that time, through like the lowest point of being depressed and going through those personal moments was really, really tuning into number one therapy, but also the people that and the energy that was in my space. And that's something I've never take lightly even now, you know, like the conversations that I have, if they're not positive, you know, when when people want to talk about that, what I went through or that place. And I share that. I share my journey to help people, but I don't dwell in it anymore because I realized that that was continuing to take me back to that depressed state. And so even though it was, you know, um, a hard and a difficult time for me, that is one of the things that I easily look to as, like you said, that defining moment, because 
It's mm-hmm. level two, ground zero. And I had to really rebuild myself. I had to rebuild my self-esteem. I had to rebuild, you know, who I was professionally. I was being attacked as a mother, as a person. So I had to really um, focus on and nurture my character. And a lot of times you don't always do that the right way because sometimes you want to just lash out. And I realized that if you continue to be who you are and be your true authentic self, then that will speak for you. And so a lot of times you don't even have have to defend yourself because mm-hmm. who you are, how you live, how you navigate will speak for you. And that has spoken volumes as well. There are two very significant things that you said. One was that you were going through depression and you didn't recognize it. But once you did, you were able to get help. And the second thing was rebuilding yourself from the ground up. And there's such a stigma around getting help when we feel that we're in a place and in a space that isn't something that we recognize. How hard was that for you? Was it hard or was it difficult or was it something that was just a natural progression? It was very difficult. And, you know, again, that's another reason why I'm so passionate about sharing that, because I don't Mm -hmm. want someone to feel like they're in that space alone. You know, I've lost a friend to suicide. And so when I started Mm -hmm. feeling and thinking that way, it really scared me because it's not something that I talked about with anyone. And I was just very shocked, you know, that I was because I think most of us, we view ourselves as very strong and you know, Mm -hmm. very independent. And then to just feel that way and not want to get out of the bed and not want to, you know, and again, I have three little boys and just looking at them and I was like, I don't want, like, this can't be my life. Like, I can't continue to live like that. And that's what made me reach out. And Mm -hmm. I was just talking to a friend yesterday about counseling and the counselor that she's with isn't really helping her. And I was like, I went through, I made it to three counselors. I live in Oklahoma, wow. so I'm a black woman in Oklahoma, and it was in hard. Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, <laughs> it was hard to find someone to relate to. So I went through quite a few counselors, and then I finally got another African American lady. Not that the person has to be the same race as you, but you do have to. I think for me to have that yes. connection and that trust, I had yes. to be able to relate. And yes. there were so many things that you think you know. Mm-hmm. that you go through counseling, you realize, well, maybe my coping skills aren't that great. So even like, like I said, the conversations that you have, like she helped me to really define like, well, if you're sitting around all day talking about how, how awful it is that you're in this state and that's all mm-hmm. you're doing, because you do have to feel what you're going through, but you Absolutely. can't spend all of your time dwelling on that. And so right. transparently, I was very hurt that I divorce someone and they attack my character as a mother and then I had to stay in the state that they were in because they worked here and that was the reason why we moved here so that was very difficult for me and she helped me to think of different ways she's like well what would make life better like what would your ideal life be like because you do if you want to see your kids you have to stay there so scratch like that. that. Like, quit talking about that. You know, yeah. what would that <laughs> ideal life be like? And I was like, well, yeah. I want to be able to travel and blah, blah, blah. And that's literally how my practice has evolved into doing more transactional work because we literally sat down. So it wasn't just like you sit on the sofa and share your ideas. Like we have right. this thought of how counseling is. It was like, no, 
you can feel that you should feel that because you're human mm-hmm. and you're going to feel those things. But at the same time, give that five minutes and give the rest of your day to creating what your ideal life would look like. What does it look like with three young sons by yourself? What do you want yes. to offer them? And you can't offer your full self to anyone in that depressed state. So, you know, it was Absolutely. really coping skills that I still use to this day. Like when my friends call me and they're going through something, I'm like, I get it. And and we're uh-huh. all, you know, we talked about this before we started sharing this podcast. We're all going through with COVID and life changes uh-huh. so much right now. And we're human, so we're supposed to feel that way. But I don't let our conversation stay there. So you know, Absolutely. after like five minutes of you sharing what's going on, okay. You know, I'm empathizing with you, but now what are we going to do to shift that and change the narrative? So, girl, that must be that kindred spirit in being born in October because you were born in October, correct? Yes. And you and I are a lot alike, girl. I'm going to give you five minutes to go ahead and get whatever you got to talk about out. But then we're going to move on to something else, some positivity, some sunshine, some light about what are you prepared to do? What do you want your life to look like? And that's so, so important. So I saw in everything that you're talking about, embracing change Mm -hmm. and not only embracing change, but being able to transition and move that forward. And you talked about how this has compelled you to share everything that you've gone through with others. What are some platforms that you use to share your journey with others? And Lady, you are just dynamic. I see you traveling all over the country. You're on all types of boards and and you help not only young entrepreneurs, but young legal minds and young women and even women who are of a certain age move forward in their lives. So what are some platforms that you utilize? Well, definitely social media. <laughs> so I do <laughs> social media and, you know, my website and and I produced a few years ago a film, The Last Time, which was a awareness film project that Nicole actually had a chance to be a part of. I, I love that my friends were able to support me in such a huge way. You know, I am passionate and I constantly, like daily, as I come in contact with people, as I stated earlier, I try to remember people as a per, you know, or deal with people on a personal level because I never forget or take for granted, like I said, the times mm-hmm. that I was at my very lowest and still operating as many of us are, you know, still operating, still going to meetings and no one mm-hmm. knew that. So I think mm-hmm. when you go through something traumatic and you're able to overcome that, you know, and, and spend that and be positive from it, you are really able to impact people in such a greater way. Because your your empathy level, you know, how you deal with people. My friends are like, you're so happy. And I'm like, I'm really not. Not all the time. <laughs> like, no one's happy all the time. Like, all day, every day. No. Yeah, no <laughs> one's happy all the time. But I am proud of myself. And that's some a place that we should all get to. Like, I'm truly, I can think about the things that I've gone through and like literally start crying. I'm like, I am proud of myself because I know that those dynamics would have broken a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And so we should be proud 
of the things that we've overcome and then also find ways to use that to encourage, you know, and inspire Mm -hmm. others along the journey. So I definitely try to use any platform I'm on to do that. Yeah. I have a lot of fun. So I joke, you know, but (laughs) but when it comes time to, you know, serious things, it's like I am always, always there in that capacity for someone because I will never forget that. And even with my kids, like I try to teach them now, like coping skills. And I have, (laughs) as all mothers know, you get so many different personalities in your Mm. kids. And so my little son is like zero to a hundred when he gets upset. (laughs) And so I talk to him a lot about, okay, like let's think about how we're going to deal with this. But it's funny because I say that when I was growing up with my parents, I'm like, and I think I had a great childhood and I have amazing parents, but I'm like, I never remember us talking about coping skills. Generationally, we didn't do that. Because you just think that people are going to know that, but you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. know that until you have to have coping Coping skills. skills. (laughs) What do you do? So, you know, it's really important in our, our community, especially to talk about depression and all of those things so that we, you know, so that we can change that. And you mentioned journaling in your bio in your second book, and all of us have an affirmation or something affirmative or a mantra that we repeat to ourselves daily. I know what mine is. You know, I am the true reflection of God's love in my life, and I need to radiate that to the world. Do you have an affirmation that you repeat to yourself often? Well, I won't say I have. I'm the quote queen. Like, I, <laughs> I love How did I know that? I them everywhere. They're all in my journals. So, you know, definitely there are a lot of different quotes that I, that I love and I share. But I think as far as things that I remind myself of daily, um, it's number one, authenticity, because mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that I went through from domestic violence to self-esteem, I know that even I wasn't being authentic in who I was and what I was portraying during that time. So I try to keep that in mind. And then what's also important to me is intention. Like I really focus on and do things with intention. And I feel like if I can't be intentional about it, that means I probably don't have the passion for it. And so I don't do it, you know, and and I think as we mature and develop, we get a little more comfortable with being very strong in that, you know, and the, in my younger career, I probably felt like I had to say yes to everything. And now I really focus on intention. You know, what is my reason? What is my why for doing this? What's the impact that it will have? And as I was sharing with you, like I traveled today, so I was delayed and I was running. I was like, I'm going to like, unless <laughs> I absolutely can't, like I will be on here with her because we have had to reschedule. And I just love you and oh, your, thank you. I love you your too. energy that you always bring. And I want to share one thing too, to your listeners. Um, one of the things that I've learned from Nicole, and I still do it with people, you you probably don't know this, but when I first started like texting Nicole a lot, when I was going through some things, she started every message so positive. Like everything was hello, beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And it was, and I think that's important because you don't realize when you're doing that, 
where that person is in their life. So it might, to her, it's probably something I hope that she does with everyone. But to me, receiving that at that time, at that moment was so special to me. And so I still do that with people. Like I, I share with women like, hello, beautiful. Because it was during a time when my self-esteem was just shattered because of things that I was dealing with from people. And so I appreciate that. And I want to share with you how you have blessed me and also given me something to, I think, share in turn with others and just reminding them of their, their beauty, their strength. And you always did that. So I appreciate that. Oh, I wasn't going to cry today, but thank you so much. You're welcome. That uh, means a lot to me for um, you to say that because all of us have had a greatest influence. And I know one of my influencers was a lady at a church I used to go to in Alabama. And she would always say, hence, hello, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And my esteem at that time was low. Yeah. You know, I was heavy and I was at, had my first baby and I was pregnant again and I wasn't feeling my best. And she would always say that. And I was thinking, well, she must see something in me that I don't see in myself. Absolutely. And so I just wanted to share that with others. So can you share with us who has been your greatest influence in your life? Well, my greatest influence, um, my parents are really hard workers. And so I definitely think their influence in my life and who I am as an individual, I owe that to them. When asked that question, though, it always goes for me to my grandfather. And we called him Odad. But my grandfather was someone that I always just looked at as, you know, knowing just him sharing stories with me about slavery and the racism that he had to endure and not being able to go to school and and then just seeing what he was able to accomplish. And so I think about him in a lot of situations that I'm in where it's like something difficult. I'm like, I can't figure it out or some legal issue. I'm like, my grandfather didn't even have a formal education and he was able to have land and, you know, just do things that's so unique and amazing. And he was also one of the people that first started calling me an attorney. And like, Ah. he was like, this is my little attorney because I said to him, I wanted to be an attorney. And he never said, you know, like how, like he never questioned it. It was like, if you said you want to be an attorney, that's what you're going to do. And he started talking that and he always did. So he definitely is someone that is not here with me today, but still influences me in a great way. Yeah. That is so touching. Oh, dad. I love that. I love that. You know, um, you know, earlier this year, my um, father-in-law passed away and essentially he was my father and he was just good old country boy, just had the words of wisdom. And I would call him every single week and we would just talk. We would just talk. And one of the things that he always shared with me, because I was always worried about something, he said, Nicole, <laughs> he said, why worry about anything? He said, your blood pressure is going to get high. You're just going to get stressed out. He said, and that thing is still going to be there tomorrow. What? He said, instead, focus on the outcome. Mm. He said, what do you want your outcome to be? And he said, that's what you move toward. And that has always stayed with me. And he is one of the greatest influences in my life. So that really touched me when you talked about your um, grandfather. So 
your passion and just sharing your story and sharing your journey through your writings and through your podcast and through this movie that is still currently airing, which is great. Yes, because I every time it comes on, I watch it. And I said, I'm going to watch Tiffany's movie. (laughs) You and mine, we have some other exciting things coming up. Yes. So we'll have to keep you in mind, the great actress, Nicole Turner. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Behind the scenes, supporting you 100%, whatever you need in that aspect. But no, 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 (laughs) ma'am. But yes, absolutely. So what are some other things that um, Tiffany Hill is passionate about? So I'm definitely passionate, as I've shared, but I'm really passionate about women empowerment and you know just women supporting and encouraging each other I love when we can get together in a room and it's nothing you know negative or whatever right. it's all just encouraging you. so I'm very passionate about that I'm passionate too as I share about entertainment and film and so um, it's one of those things that takes me away from the legal side and it's really fun for me. Like I can stay up for hours talking with our production team about projects and things that would be fun to do. So it's, I guess, wow. the creative side of me. So I'm definitely passionate about that and excited to, again, continue to share more projects. I like to do things, you know, the last time was about domestic violence awareness. And so our future projects are similar veins where even if it's not domestic violence, it's just something that just overcome, you know, helping you to overcome challenges or or things like that. So I'm really passionate about that. That's amazing. Yes. Thank you. I read a quote yesterday and I was like, this must have been for Nicole's show. (laughs) But it was a quote um, about self-esteem and, you know, rebuilding yourself. And the quote said, caterpillar life is over. I'm a butterfly now. And so I was like, I feel that way. You know, like in in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. like the old me and the things that I went through, like that is definitely a area for reflection. You know, that's an area to be able to share and inspire others. But I'm a butterfly now. (laughs) You absolutely are. And I've seen the transformation. A beautiful butterfly. (laughs) I'm very passionate about just that, you know, just that intention of life and living life in a very meaningful way and not taking anything for granted. And the time that I spend with my kids, making sure that time is, you know, very meaningful and And so, you know, I know I'm sure listeners on here probably have gone through or have some custody situation where they might not have their kids all the time. And so that's my situation. I'm My kids are with me half of the time and with their dad half of the time. So I'm I'm really focused when I have them on this time is intentional, you know, and this time is purposeful. And what can I share with them? And then when they're not with me. I'm really focused on Tiffany, you know, and what, again, like we said earlier, what does my life look like? And for like many of us, it changes every week, every month. But, you know, as it changes, then my goals have to change. Like, what do I want to do differently? And so that is definitely my focus. I love law as you do. You know, I love the fact that our degree allows us the opportunity to impact lives, you know, in a way that when I get someone and I 
share something in a contract. And it's like, it's not that your legal degree makes you any smarter, but you're able to point out things and, and protect people in ways. And I love that. Like, I love being able to do that for business owners. And so everything that I'm doing aligns with who I am. And that's a good feeling because I remember doing things and, you know, and saying things. And uh, like, even in my book, I shared about, you know, going to speak to youth about self-esteem and when I didn't even have high mm. self-esteem. Or, you know, mm. speaking to people about how happy I was in marriage when I was not happy in a marriage. So it feels really good now that even though I have where I'm not always with my children or I'm not all, you know, it's not the what might be the quote unquote ideal life. It feels good mm. that everything I do, everything I'm doing now feels true. And it feels pure. Yeah. It aligns with who I am. Like I'm being who I am. I'm not lying mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> so that's Being true and being pure is being authentic. Right. I absolutely love it. So one of the last questions that I want to ask you before we do our wrap up, which is going to be kind of fun, <laughs> is that we talk about triumph and living here on the Beautiful Butterfly Project and wanting to I walk through life and I'm focused on being triumphant. What is the one word of advice that you can leave with others about living a triumphant life? Well, I always say that when you live a life that's true to who you are, when you live an authentic life, one of my quotes is to live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness. So when you're you're true to who that person is, then I think you you won't have any regrets because you're living out and you're fulfilling who you're meant to be. And then hopefully that's aligning with whatever your faith or your, you know, whatever your higher being is, because I know we all have many different beliefs. But, you know, my purpose aligns with my faith. And so that allows me to not have many regrets. I absolutely love it. So there are about three questions and they change from time to time here on the Beautiful Butterfly Project that I ask everyone. And so the first question is, are you ready, Miss Hill? I'm <laughs> ready. These questions. Are I'm you ready? ready. Okay. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. <laughs> I like that. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I love it. If there was one color on this earth that Tiffany Hill would be, what would that color be? That color would be pink. Pink. Oh, yeah. It would be pink for a number of reasons. Pink is my favorite color. I am a boy mom. And so um, <laughs> I, I have to struggle to hold on to my... <laughs> my I know, right? Yeah, my femininity <laughs> that I can have in this house. I'm like, okay, every room won't have toys. Every room won't have... <laughs> so I think... Stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, yeah, just stuff that does has nothing to do with me. But <laughs> I think mm-hmm. pink is like reflective of my soft spirit. My feminine spirit, you know, I'm very much a, a girly girl in the sense that I love like being pampered and things like that. So when I see pink, I think of that, you know, the the it. fun things. <laughs> pink is a fun color. Yeah. Yes. And I know you guys can't see Miss Hill, but she is always so polished and just dressed. The earrings that she has on today are just so beautiful and just an amazing, amazing spirit. 
If you had a favorite word, what would that word be? Oh, I think you probably know this. My favorite word <laughs> is authenticity. Authenticity. It really is. It really yes. is. That's the, the one of the biggest lessons I've learned and, you know, try to share with others is really being who I am. And if I had done that earlier in life. <laughs> Isn't that something that we see that years later? <laughs> like, so like, just be who you are, you know, so that is really my favorite favorite word is authenticity. Be authentic. I absolutely love it. And the last question is this. If you had one day left here on earth, what would you spend it doing? Oh, that's a good question, Nicole. I would absolutely want to spend it with the people I love, even though I think it would be very difficult to know that was my <laughs> my last day. Hopefully I don't know it's my last day. I know, right? I Hopefully not. With my children, you know, my parents, the people that I love and not to go over our time, but I've also learned a lot about love, you know, and so even in heartbreak, you can learn a lot about love and what love is. I'm going to have to talk offline about that. Love is so unconditional. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I would be with people I love. But when I say that, I mean like the unconditional love, because to me, when you love someone, you never stop. So, you know, you can't you can't love someone one day and then not love them tomorrow because love is truly unconditional. So I would want to be with those people that I truly love unconditionally and spend my time that way. That is so amazing. And Miss Hill, the Beautiful Butterfly Project, thanks you for being with us today and spending time with us. And I'd like to leave everyone with this in the words of Tiffany Hill. To live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness. And we thank you for your time and your wisdom. Thank you again. And thank you for being who you are, Nicole. I appreciate you. So welcome. And we'll see everyone again on the next episode of The Beautiful Butterfly Project. If you are interested in being a guest or learning more, please visit our Facebook page at The Beautiful Butterfly Project Podcast. Or email the beautiful butterfly projects at innovativebutterfly.com. See you again soon as we take this amazing journey together on the beautiful butterfly projects.